From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And joining me today is Kelly Madrick, who covers the appropriations process for CQ. Thanks for being here again, Kelly. Great to be back. So the first batch of spending bills for fiscal 2019 were on their way to final negotiations between the House and Senate last week when it hit a snag. Negotiators abruptly called off a planned conference committee meeting, at least partly because of a rift over how to fund a program that gives military veterans access to private health care. And the dispute threatens to hold up a final compromise on the first three spending bills that are needed to fund the government for the fiscal year that begins on October 1st. Those are the Energy Water Bill, the Military Construction VA Bill, and the Legislative Branch Bill. So, Kelly, what's this, what's this fight about? So this is a fight that goes back quite a while. The House and Senate have been trying to figure out how to fund an overhaul of how veterans access private health care, which is rather expensive for um, several years now. They just recently passed a major overhaul of private health care access for veterans, but it's now become fully the responsibility of appropriators, whereas about four to five billion dollars of spending a year used to be on the mandatory side of the ledger, meaning that annual appropriations weren't affecting the running of this program. Instead, the Veterans Affairs Committee was deciding where and how that money was being spent, and it was often spent outside of the budget caps. And so now, because the military construction is one of the three bills in this omnibus package, it's necessary for appropriators to either figure out how they're going to fund this program. It's already facing a $1.6 billion shortfall in fiscal 2019, and costs could grow up to upwards of $20 billion over the next three fiscal years. So a sizable chunk of money. Um, but what's the crux of the debate over it? Because everybody wants to fund the program, right? This is the so-called Veterans Choice Program yeah, that gives gives some veterans access to health care outside of the VA system. Yeah, in the wake of a wait time scandal in Phoenix where veterans were found you know, dying while they were waiting for appointments at in-house facilities, Congress needed to scramble to find a way to provide medical care for veterans who couldn't get it at traditional in-house facilities. So this has been a long-running fight, but the, but the problem is that when lawmakers struck the budget deal in February, uh, they say that they didn't account for the new spending that was authorized in a law that passed after the budget deal. So on the Senate side, senators are saying, hey, this wasn't part of the budget deal negotiations. This wasn't part of the spending levels contemplated in the budget deal, and therefore it should be outside of the spending caps, the discretionary caps for you know, fiscal 2019 and onward. But the House and the White House have decided that, no, the way that we passed this law was to specifically put it under the discretionary caps and that it is the responsibility of Congress to fit that within the annual appropriation. Which which would mean having to cut other programs to fit this in. Exactly. And so it's a real – it's not just a bicameral fight. It's a fight against um, the Senate that's being waged by the House and the White House in this case. What's the Senate's argument for busting the spending caps to fund this program? So this program is going to end up being pretty significantly expensive, according to CBO. That's the Congressional Budget Office, the official scorekeeper. Here. Yeah, and part of it is because they've widened the, uh, the route of access to private care for veterans pretty significantly. 
And so the, the idea behind it is that if veterans can't get the care they need at a medical facility in-house, Congress should, and it is their responsibility, to fund care on the private market. The problem is that that's pretty expensive. And it's also not exactly lining up perfectly with the way that the VA provides care to veterans. And so it has a lot of like logistic complications to it as well. So the Senate's rationale here is that, you know, let's just continue to deal with the other programs. Senator John Bozeman, I asked him about this last week, and he told me, like, maybe it's possible that we could carve this issue out just so we could get the conference going. And I think that that's kind of a demonstration. Senator John Bozeman in Arkansas, he's the Military Construction VA subcommittee chairman. He was saying that it's possible that we might have to just table this uh, issue for now just so that we can get moving on the other three bills. Okay. But, but I mean, the basic reason they want to bust the caps is they just don't think they've got enough money under oh. the caps to, to fund it. Yeah, absolutely. I get what you're saying. So the real problem here is that the caps are already pretty tight. And the lawmakers don't believe that other parts of the VA budget, specifically costs for in-house services or other types of VA services, such as you know homeless outreach or job support or any of those other veterans' benefits, should be cut or, as the Democrats are saying, cannibalized to pay for this new program that Congress put into law. And then why do the House appropriators say it should fall under the spending caps? Well, it's been a real long-running source of frustration, not just the House, but also the Senate, that this program, this VA Choice Program, and in a year there will be a new successor program to this Choice Program, it's been a long-running frustration that the VA doesn't know when they're going to run out of money for the program. They've had to top it up with uh, billions and billions of dollars beyond what was originally um, intended. This program was really only intended to be a temporary relief valve. But after it became very popular with veterans and they got a lot of constituent feedback about being able to access things like private rehab facilities for addicted veterans in their hometown instead of having to go to a rehab facility, perhaps, you know, a plane ride away, being able to stay at home and receive treatment and see your wife while you're going to a private rehab facility was like a really positive thing for a lot of veterans when it came to choice. So even though the program was poorly organized, there was a lot of complaints about how it was being run, and they wanted it, the House really and the Senate wanted to fit it under the discretionary caps. They, they proved that through passing this law that then placed the private access programs under this, the discretionary spending caps. There's a separate budget fight that's going on. And so it's basically a situation where the Senate is trying to parse out this veteran spending from the rest of the budget because they don't believe that a newly authorized law that came after the budget deal should apply right. to that deal. And made it before. sounds like you're saying the House, the House position is there's a real concern this program is really going to grow in cost exponentially and it better stand under the caps. Otherwise, spending is really going to get run away from us here. Yeah. And I think one of the other issues, too, is that there are widespread vacancies at VA facilities. And so there's a concern on, on both from both parties, although it comes from different places, that if we just allow a private care access program to run on the mandatory side, kind of less checked than annual appropriations, that could also whittle away available funding for VA facilities. And it, it really does speak to the larger problem here in the appropriations process, which is the commitment Congress is making to these spending caps, which after all were put in place to try to reduce the deficit. Mm -hmm. Because 
even though Congress put these caps in place, there there are already some big exemptions to them, right? Yeah, I mean, we have disaster aid, which can end up being, you know, $25, $30 billion a pop for each hurricane. You know, we can have... Which don't fall under the cap, so that's extra extra money. They can yeah, spend. that's cap-exempt spending because it's considered an emergency. We have war-related funding from the Overseas Contingency Operations Account, which has now been basically kind of panned as a slush fund by a lot of budget hawks um, because it's not just going to, uh, you know, the war on terrorism in the Middle East, but it's now also funding you know, European reassurance initiative programs, which are designed to combat Russian aggression. I mean, they say that this this fund has really expanded its use beyond a temporary. So all of that becomes extra money for the Pentagon that's not bound under caps. Absolutely. So you can see that when they start whittling away and creating carve out after carve out, this is another instance where lawmakers are finding justification for a budget exemption. And, you know, because of all the other things they've done, it's not so unusual that they're not asking for another one. So then the real question is, should veterans' health care become yet another exempted category from these spending caps? Or will the Senate have to start making cuts to some of the programs it wants to fund and, and, and to fit this under the cap? How do you see this playing out, Kelly? What do we think is going to happen? Well, I think that it's pretty... It's pretty um, it's pretty serious that the White House and the House are aligned on this issue against the Senate. But if you also look at the appropriations process, the Senate has made kind of more of bipartisan headway, which in the end is required in order to pass these spending bills. uh, Senate Appropriations Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama, you know, he's created a real um, sense that this is something that needs to be negotiated bipartisan. Um, So there is a possibility that the Senate could hold firm on this. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has not really commented on this at all. And again, he's the one who controls how bills come to the floor. So this could be something that could be hashed out in conference. Uh, I think that it is possible, like um, um, Senator Bozeman suggested, that maybe they just set this to the side in the effort to try to get some type of minibus to the White House. But on the other hand, We have seen in the past that the White House is very adamant that they want expanded private care access for veterans. And they've also expressed an opinion that veterans should maybe have more options to the private market because internal VA facilities are not fulfilling um, the needs for veterans. So, you know, this this one's really up in the air at this point, and it's been the product of years of bickering. So um, this one's kind of a wait and see. Okay. So we'll be watching to see how negotiations settle this issue, if they settle this issue, and CQ will be covering it all for you. My thanks again to Kelly Madrick, our tireless appropriations reporter, for joining me. Thanks, Kelly. Thank you, David. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can stay up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more budget news, you can always visit rollcall.com or cq.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at rollcall. See you next week.